This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello, and welcome back to the Sunday special episode of the UF Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. So good to be back here with you, Jordana. We love a Sunday special, correct? We love a Sunday special. This one we're going to add an extra bonus email into because we didn't get a chance to get to it on our Wednesday episode. So we're going to read this email, and then we're going to have a very special guest, Jesse Metcalf, on at the end of this episode. He was great. Yeah, he was great. We already pre-recorded it, um, but we're going to have him on and we're really excited for uh, the show. Yeah, go and go watch Jesse's movie, On a Wing and a Prayer. That's the name of the movie. It's on Amazon. He yes. was nice enough to come on with us. It looked like a great movie. It seemed great. And yeah. he's, you know... Looks he was really, cool. Yeah, he was cool. Looks looks great. Cool dude. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. You just it was like, yeah, you could tell why he was Sean Tucker. Like, right? For sure. He's got like a charm. Right. For sure. Right. Totally. I mean, I asked him to get drinks. It didn't seem <laughs> he like a... dodged it in a, in a way a cool dude would. <laughs> right. <He> cool duded me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he totally cool duded me. You're not fully sure what the answer was. Right. It, it was Leaning like a... negative, but not a complete blatant no. I'll shoot him a DM. We'll see what happens. You're going to slide into his DMs. I, I'll... Send pics. <laughs> Hey, Jesse. Send a full body shot. My grandmother's dying words were, <laughs> can you get a drink with that cool dude, Jesse Metcalf from John Tucker Must Die? Make her wish come true. That's right. Let's do an email. Let's do it. Okay, I'll read it. Hi, J&J, longtime listener, and you up with Benefit Subscriber, along with your girl, Rebel Wilson. Oh, love a subscriber. Our favorite. I'm a 27-year-old woman living in New York. I loved hearing your must-have and would-prefer lists about what you are or were looking for in a partner. Along the lines of a list, I was wondering if slash how you would consider someone's resume as a part of the list. Resume meaning the non-prompt or photo section of Hinge. College, graduate school, where they work, what they do, where they're from. If we balance out all the other info like photos, prompts, height, neighborhood, etc., I still find myself Xing the guy from Oklahoma or went to Oklahoma State, but liking the guy who was from insert New York suburb and went to private university or well-known selective public university, the Big Ten, I guess. I struggle with this because at 27, it really shouldn't matter if they went to Harvard or Indiana, but I can't help myself from considering it. Another one I'm not proud of. I'll nine out of 10 times like the banker, but almost 10 out of 10 times will not like the guy who's a teacher. Jared and I, I fully si- Jared, I fully <laughs> side with you on this one. Jordana, when you were on the apps, how much weight did someone's bio have in deciding whether to go out with them? Jared, is this something men consider as well? If so, do any parts matter more than others? Love what you guys are doing, especially what you share on the benefits episode. Sincerely, you can't fuck a resume. I love this email because it is incredibly honest. It's not very, it uh, doesn't make this person look or sound good. Quote unquote. I yeah. just think they sound human. Totally. Totally human. Um, it to you know, go to Plug City for a second. A big part of the stand-up special that we made together is about this. The Ix. 
the X, the the seeing a person on a yes. screen, and then making and your brain going to places that you don't want it to go. It just goes like Oklahoma right. City makes you think a certain way. And that might be good for you, Jordana, bad for me or vice versa. It's the it's why the teacher joke keeps coming up. Yeah, because it doesn't sound good to be like, I don't want to date a teacher. And I think it's totally relatable that yes. she in her head is like, am I being a judgmental bitch? Am I snobby? Am I elitist? Right. Or do I like what I like? But this is the weird, and again, this is the special, I say it, we're the Google generation. Mm -hmm. This is what we do with everything. We don't go out into the great grand world and get ourselves hurt. No, we we lead with safety. I'm yeah. gonna look up the restaurant before I go. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure the menu is good enough for me to go. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're doing with people. And you wouldn't do it in person as much. Right. You wouldn't because you would have more contacts, but this is the only information you, you're given. And I don't think there's anything wrong with these things are supposed to be signifiers. They're right. signaling that doesn't because someone went to Harvard doesn't mean they're necessarily extremely smart or a genius, but it's a signal that they might be smarter than your average person. Right. And, and, and it doesn't mean that they're yeah, 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 totally agree. And it doesn't mean that you're a money dig, you know, a gold digger yeah. or whatever, because you saw, if I see a woman that went to Harvard, I go, Oh, holy fuck. Yeah. I, that's my, my human. That's as human as a cough. Right. You I know, don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. And I, um, what, you know, when you're in person, you meet them. I think it's just, it's different the way it leads. In person, it's, I think they look good enough. And yeah. we had this like vibe. vibe. Hey, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Oklahoma. Shit. I don't think I've ever met someone from Oklahoma. You know, you go, you kind of do it reverse. Right. Well, one, because one, you have so much more context and much more information to go on mm -hmm. and more meaningful information to go on. Whereas on an app, it's like, this is the only information you have. Of course you look right. at it. What else do you have to base it on? Right. And it's funny. It's very female. Like, am I doing, is this okay? Like as if a man <laughs> would ever be like, I only seem to be swiping on the women with big breasts. Right. <laughs> Should I reevaluate? Right. Am I leading with titties? Am I judging titties too much? Yes. Yeah, that it is. No way. No man would say. No that. man. No, should I be? Should I give the smaller, smaller chested women a chance? Right. Well, I, I, I do. You know, again, I do this with like when you see someone put down their political stuff. I go, ugh, I'm gonna have to talk to this. Like, I don't know how much that mattered to them, but it it hits me in a a pingy way. Well, that's why it's there. Right. So that's what I'm to saying. Let me, yeah, yeah. You're, it's doing what it's supposed to do. Right. I think all that information is th are things to take into account. I think where it gets to be maybe more extreme is if you're like, I'm not going out with anyone who wasn't in the Ivy League, or I'm not going out with anyone right. who isn't from, you know, the suburbs of Long Island. Like right. that, then you're sort of limiting yourself. But if you're kind of like taking it all in as a big picture, and these things are attractive to me, and these are on my list, so to say. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And we're all doing this. I think that's the other thing that they need to like take solace in is like, right. I'm seeing things, again, the teacher example is perfect because it's like, 
who doesn't like a fucking teacher? You know, like I, I do. You and this girl. I, right. But I think it's a great job. It's a good person. It's a hard job. Some I, people I, love a teacher. Some people love it. And, and it just, you know, it's like we all taste the same food except it tastes different to each of us. Right. You know, like you like something. I don't like something. I like something. You like something. It's perfectly reasonable. I, I think if you're like sitting there being like, I don't like that I'm, you know, the, the other thing is like, they write about the finance guy. You know, if you're on dates with finance guys and going, I don't really have anything with these finance guys, I maybe it's time to like reevaluate or maybe it's time to go meet people in person. Yeah, or if those people are also not interested in you, that's another th reason to maybe reevaluate your right. standards. Because these are all things that are like, we talk about the list. These are all in the like good to have but not essential, or at least they should be, I think, if you're looking at dating in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, the only, I, to me, the only issue with this is if you're staying in it because Harvard. Right. You know, if you're like, ah, oh, they treat me like shit, but like, I or get that Harvard guy. If you're rejecting because not Harvard. Uh, Depending on how far away from Harvard they are, I think that's fine. But it's kind of like if you're rejecting any guy, like I said, if you're like not, he won't go out with someone who didn't go to a top 10 school, then yeah, that's a little limiting. Well, you it's limiting, but I, I think you can do that. You just can't complain. Well, that's the <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, you it's can't write to us and go, can't find a guy. Well, that's what, the, that's what the annoying thing is. Or it's like if someone is being extremely picky, especially about things that are a little superficial, you have to ask yourself like, well, what are you give? Are you, are you like, are you someone who can only be with these people? Are these people interested in you? Like right. there is a sense when dating of like, you can only be as selective as people are selective of you. Right. Like if you're, if you're looking for a house, <laughs> look in the mirror, bitch. Yeah. Right. How are you looking? I mean, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm in the, I, I, so much of this kind of reminds me of like the house hunting thing. It's like, right. you can all, if you, if you have a budget, you can only, you can't have everything. So if you're kind of like, what's within my, what do I, what's really good within my budget? What do, what do I need versus what do I want right. versus what I, you know, don't need? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to reject every house that doesn't have a tennis court. Like that's right. unrealistic. Well, yeah. I'm not working with like a $20 million. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, but that's, that, that yeah. goes back to the looking at the restaurant's menu before you go. You go, oh, they got a few things I would like. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a, oh, they got, I, I would order this, this and that. I wouldn't get this, but this right. looks good enough for me to go. Yeah. You, you have know, to you be have like, to, um, you have to have reasonable expectations and under and be self. That's the other part of this. I think with the mm -hmm. resume stuff, I think self-awareness is a really big unspoken thing when it comes to the, to the resume mm -hmm. thing where sometimes you'll hear about this, especially with guys and like superficial stuff. It's like, I want to date a 10. It's like, look at you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Or I mean, or even Jordana, with, please. Or, it's a or I mean, harsh. honestly, even with some women, I think I'll speak to some women, and they'll be like, they're like five one, and they're like, I only date guys who were like over five ten. I'm like, why? Matchmaker Maria has like really f interesting stats okay. on that. Yeah, she has like a she references this one stat a lot, where it's like you'll meet like I want a guy who's Jewish and above five eight, and she's like. Uh, good luck. You know, like yeah. that's kind of a unicorn a little bit. Well, that's what I'm saying. You have to right? be realistic. <laughs> right. And right. she has like the numbers to that's show like, like, yeah. Yeah. That's like your mom being like, well, does the apartment have free parking? It's like, no, oh, no, of course. No. 
<laughs> like be, you, it, that is, uh, for you yeah. to say like when you were apartment hunting i only want an apartment with free parking it would be like all right well then you're never gonna find an apartment right well good luck in cincinnati right. yeah that that totally and, and the thing is when i when reading this email i'm just sitting here being like yeah you're speaking to my soul like i i i get it and it doesn't feel good and yeah. it's really this is driven by apps we i don't think 20 years ago people would go out like if someone was like well they're not a finance guy and i can't do that they sound like a dick yeah but you know i met this guy and now you have it all he up didn't front. go to harvard <laughs> now you have it all up front and you're not a dick yeah for doing that you know it's like it's really the timing of when you start doing that that makes you the and i think they're worried like am i this evil person am i being too hard no. and it's like no you're being right. a human and again i think within 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 reason right like you have to know yourself and know what you're looking for and also like i wouldn't get super hung up on finance or not finance i don't think that's helping you but you can it's sure it could be like a perk if you're right. into that kind of thing i'm only dating a seven foot nine lawyer well that's right she's out there she's, somewhere are you out there Former WNBA star and attorney. Attorney. If you're out there, slide into his DMs. That's right. Well, well be right back. Jesse Mac, cool dude, Jesse Metcalf. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code podcast15. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. 
It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We are joined uh, by a very special guest, right, Jordana? Very special guest. We are joined by actor and musician Jesse Metcalf. Welcome. Thank you for coming on. Great to be with you. I have to say, um, you've been in like such iconic movies and shows. It's been it was so exciting for not only me but our whole office that we were going to have you on the show. I'm lucky for sure. I would say John Tucker must die. Like we are in the iconic, iconic, and also a betches. Like this is like the 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 crew that like will reference that. We daily, weekly, right? Uh, completely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that movie got panned when it came out, so it's it's nice that people are finally appreciating. <laughs> <laughs> the research is well. I was telling I was telling Jared because he wasn't a teenage girl when it came out. No. Um, what the 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 synopsis of the movie was, and he was like, "Oh, that sounds." Da-. You were you were sweating on yeah. behalf of the just the plot. That, that wouldn't fly nowadays, would it? I I don't know. Wouldn't I? I, 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 I love misogyny flies in the movies right now well john tucker would be on the um what's that facebook group page like uh, are we dating the same guy right <laughs> and, do you do you have people approach you about that movie a lot definitely you know it's either desperate housewives or john tucker must die those are the ones those, those are the ones right. also a desperate housewives i hope that one day eclipse you know that level of achievement in my career <laughs> uh, but well, i have yet to do it Listen, well, if you got two, that's better than zero. Who's better than zero? Right. <laughs> Iconic. I mean, it made you a star, I would say. Um, huge name recognition. And uh, you're in a new movie, speaking of eclipsing your past stardom, On a Wing and a Prayer, which is available on Amazon now. Can you let everyone know like what it's about, why they should watch? Well, it's uh, based on true events in the early 2000s. Um, the White family was uh, flying from Florida to Louisiana when their pilot inexplicably died. Uh, they found out after the fact it was a heart attack, but you know, with very minimal flight experience, Doug White was forced to land this complicated aircraft in bad weather to save himself and his family. Unbelievable. And, and you said also Heather Graham's in the movie as well. Heather Graham and Dennis Quaid. What a crew. I know. How did Love I love it? Uh, how did I get in this movie? Well, hold on, because our, Jordana has a has a connection to Heather Graham. Well, I don't it's, I don't oh. know if it's a connection if she doesn't know that there's a connection. <laughs> well, well, this podcast, yeah, this this podcast, podcast has a connection to Heather Graham in that I made a there is a Vogue article where someone talks about her having a list that she burns to meet her whoever her boyfriend was at the time. Um and then I had made my own list of traits that I wanted in a partner and then burned them. You burned the traits? Yes, you burn the traits. Well, she threw it into the ocean. Mine was a little more dramatic. I guess hers is dramatic too. (laughs) Yeah, take uh, the the love of your, you know, the the person I hope to love and go, and I'll throw it in the ocean. That's pretty dramatic. 
Yeah, a little, little counter counterintuitive, but hey, <laughs> what do I know? Well, my friends and I remember debating like if writing down, if you're burning or getting rid of the list, does that mean you're saying that the qualities don't even matter? Like you're throwing away all your previous expectations or are you trying to like manifest the list? We couldn't be sure. Yeah. But we, That's why we got, you got to ask Heather what the meaning of throwing the list into the ocean was, but she's inspired after that, Jordana, you met, inspired by met my husband. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, you met your husband. So it worked. Yes. Yeah. Whatever voodoo she's doing. I don't know. Not a wing and a prayer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, I mean, this is a dating show. Can you tell us your relationship status? Uh oh, Status is single and I'm the last person to ask for dating advice. <laughs> I can't wait to get into the email. How old are you? <laughs> old. I'm, how? 40, I'm 44. 44. And you look exactly how you looked on John Tucker. That was yeah, the first that's opening. That's he's single. That's why he looks right. so young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not stressed yeah. out. How do you, how do you meet? Uh, you know, people to date. How do you meet women? I meet women the old-fashioned way, just out. You know, kind of going up to them, introducing myself. Uh, you know, I've never been on a dating app. Uh, I I haven't had to get on a dating app, truthfully. I've I've been pretty lucky in love. I've I've had a lot of successful relationships, but I've never made it. I've never made it down the aisle. So, um, what was the longest relationship you were in? 11 years. That's 11 years. 11 years. Yep. It's a very successful, um, healthy relationship. But uh, we were engaged for four years, and that's a long time to be engaged. It is. Some yep. would say. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so funny. No guy ever says any bad thing about a past relationship. Everyone, unless it's a divorce. I mean. And it's like, you know, it's always. Except the, for the all best. the guys that call their exes crazy. Well, that too. But I, I, I just the, the, a successful 11 years. I love, I love that perspective. It's very conscious uncoupling. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Not <laughs> conscious uncoupling. Um, it was a little dramatic, but you know we we made it through. You said you're in Connecticut ten months. Are you are you living in Connecticut or are you live in New York? Where do you live? I'm living in Connecticut. I have a place in the Lower East Side in New York, but I've had it uh, leased out since before COVID. Um, I was living prior to moving back, you know, to my hometown uh, in Connecticut. I was living in Miami for eight months. Hold on. Yeah, you you were living in Miami. Uh -huh. And then you got a place the Lower East Side that you rented out before well, I COVID. Had a place in the Lower East Side for six years. I live in the city. We should hang out. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> He's like, we'll see. Like, no, I, I, yeah, no, but this is the plot of a Hallmark movie. Jesse Metcalf moves back to a small Connecticut town. No, I know it's the plot of every Hallmark movie. Right? What do you? Uh, how do you date there? What's going on there? Wow, um, you don't. Yeah, you, you, know, okay. you take a little break, you know, chop wood. Yeah, I'm on a hiatus, <laughs> if you will, um, you know, finding myself. You know, maybe it's a midlife crisis. I don't know. Yeah. It could be anything. Yeah. So you're not dating at the moment. No. I'm what not. do you think? Is, what do you think is like the best dating advice that you've gotten? The best dating advice, I've if gotten. any. I, I think the best dating advice would be do not ignore red flags. Mm, okay. you know, after maybe the second red flag, you kind of need to move on to the next person. You know, I mean, I, I think if you're a romantic, you tend to think that a relationship is going to 
write itself, that people are going to, to change, that they're going to evolve and you're going to go on these, you're going to be on, you know, parallel journeys. But I, I, I don't find that that's the case. I think once you've seen a couple red flags of things that you can't really accept about the other person, you need to move on. Interesting. That's a good, I, Listen, I'm, I'm with you. I'm a single guy. I, I, you, it, it's sometimes easier to, you know, look back and see the red flags than to see them when they're happening in front of you. I feel like when I look back, I, I saw them. You saw them. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes I feel like it can be a debate in your head of like, is this a red flag or am I being too picky? I think that's right. always the, the thing in your head. The issues, you know, I mean, I don't know. It could be any of those things, you know? Right. <laughs> going from one uh, honeymoon phase to the next. Right. That's that's tough too. You know, it, it, you don't want to be that person too. If you break up too quickly, you're like, do I just like honeymoons? You know, do I never go to the next level? I'm being flippant here, honestly. I'm just mm. kind of like having fun with this uh, with this conversation. Truthfully, I'm ready to settle down. You, know, you are. I'm 44 years old. Yes, I'm ready to start a family. I'm ready to have have a kid or two. Your lights on. Yeah, as my they light, say in sex I like blinking. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to go. So, so I'm, hold on. So, what's the scenario? We have like, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a million women who want to go out with Jesse Metcalf. You're in Connecticut. What do you do? <laughs> Where do they find you? Yeah, how does this that? You're not on the dating apps. Why well, are you on Instagram? Apps? Do you get a lot Instagram. of people sliding yeah, into Instagram's your? Instagram's basically a dating app. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What would a woman have to write to Jesse Metcalf over to Instagram? What would they have to write? Not much. Really? It's well, all there on the profile, you know, just uh, say hello. Open and they need a non-public, they need a public profile so you can see a oh, picture. Oh, yeah, you got to be verified. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like not like private so that you could. Yeah. So if a private account says, hey, Jesse, I loved you and uh, John Tucker must die. I loved you. You're out. Out. Immediately, if you start talking right. to me about the roles that I've played, you're you're a fan, you're out. So. Oh, okay. I guess I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So uh, what would be... So, hey, Jesse, it's me, Lauren. <laughs> um, I think you're cute and you seem fun on the U Up podcast. Would love to get a drink. I'm in Stamford. That could work. That would work? Yeah, that could work. But what if they don't send a picture? What do you do then? You just follow them? I don't even answer the message. There well, we go. What, right. You know what I mean, I mean, you got to identify yourself. What are we doing here? Well, yeah, send yeah, pics. Yeah. yeah, send pics. Appropriate well, ones. A profile pick up. I mean, you know. But the profile pick is like itty bitty. Well, your Instagram. You have some things posted on your Instagram, right? Well, as I'm saying, you need to have like an open profile, yeah. not like a private one. Because if you, I think if you slide into someone's DMs and you have a private profile, you're never going to get answered because you've given absolutely no information. Right. They can go look at your IMDb. This is true. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. 
Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Listen, let's get to the email. You ready to answer a listener question with us? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. You want me to read it? Yeah, go for it. Why does he want to date me now that I'm not single? So, hello, J&J and J. I would love both of your takes on what is going on in this boy's head. We're both in our early 20s, work for the same consulting firm where we travel for work every week. We're based out of two different cities, but he lives in the same city where I went to college and where my parents live, so I'm there a lot. We were staffed on the same project last summer and became really good friends with flirty undertones. I totally would have been down to hook up while staffed together, but didn't want to make the first move given the fact that we worked together, and he never made a move. Once the project ended on in October and we had a very little chance of working together professionally again, we started texting all the time. And when I was visiting my parents for Thanksgiving, he asked me to dinner. We had a nice, if a little awkward uh, time. He paid and we hugged goodbye. We started FaceTiming somewhat regularly and were super flirty. After that, we met up at a bar in London where we were both in town for a different work thing. We're based in the U.S. and made out the whole night. But he didn't make a move to come back to my room. Here's where I get confused. I've been in this city, in his city, three times since our London makeout. Each time he's made plans, drinks, movie, dinner, but has bailed the day of, uh, day of with a flimsy excuse. Each time this has happened, I write him off assuming he's not, he's just not that into me. Most recently with a cold shoulder, but each time he follows up profusely upon 
apologizing and insisting he wants to see me next time I'm in town. I finally told him I'm done with the drama and I started dating a new guy in my own city who was wonderful. Once he heard about my new boyfriend and from work friends, though, he called me to profess his love to try and to schedule a trip to my city, which never came up before. What's his deal? Why was he so rude, uninterested when we actually had the chance to meet up, but would beg for another chance each time? Would you have given him another chance if you were me? I've since blocked his number and told him I'm uninterested. Thanks for the entertainment and wise advice here and on oversharing and J-Train. So what do you think, Jesse Metcalf? Man, I almost fell asleep there. That was long. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we're starting I, to find I, out your dating issue. You have to make sense <laughs> of the behavior of people in their early 20s. I mean, that is just, I'm, I'm so, that's far, the goal. <laughs> I'm so far removed from that. It's, it's, it's scary, but, um, I, I, I lean to, uh, he's just not that into you. Mm. You give this guy way too many opportunities and too many chances. And the fact that he wants, and he wants you now that you're dating somebody, I, I, he probably, uh, that's probably just ego and it's probably going to happen all over again. If you give him another chance. I agree. I think words are very cheap and very easy to say and easy to do. And he uses them well. He uses, and I think a lot of people get fooled by that because someone tells them what they want to hear. But their act, every single one of his actions shows that he's not actually taking anything seriously. He's not, he cancels every single date. Right. And as Jesse said, when you see the red flag, that's the red flag. Like this is the I. Want you when I can't have you. There it is. Plain and simple. There's the flag. Absolutely. He's holding it in his hand. This will not change. It is only the circumstances have changed, but the actions right. stay the same. If he I still waves the flag. Advice. I, I, I would always date from a position of power. You know, you got to know your worth. Right. And I mean, the, the, it is interesting that she's still like, what's the deal? Even though she's like, I'm with a wonderful guy. Exactly. Well, I think you're kind of like, I think there's a part in the back of your head, especially when you're maybe a little younger or more immature, that's like, because this person was withholding, I'm like a little, there's always a little part of me that's attracted to them. Like I want to win. Right. You want to win and get, you're like, oh, like you it feel, it does feel like a little bit of an ego boost or an adrenaline rush to be like this person who was holding out on me has now given me this but attention. What you don't realize is that actual winning is just moving on just being right like, as your shot by that's winning have yeah. you ever been turned down jesse what i <laughs> who would turn down that I, face? I, I begged for for girlfriends back you for A girlfriends back, back. Okay. Yes. yes i i i have um and every time it was a mistake so that's why i that's why i'm giving that advice now right i feel like i feel like once a relationship fails it's done so you're not into getting back with it. Is it ever okay to get back with an ex? I, in, in, unless you get back together and like, you know, get engaged and like get into couples therapy, probably mm -hmm. not. Well, right. make the real fixes that are really going, what's wrong with it. The, you know. Well, when you begged for these people back, is it because you felt like any part of the reason you broke up had fundamentally changed or were you just kind of lonely? I, I mean, probably, probably a little of both. Because mm -hmm. I feel like guys can tend to do that when maybe they're not getting a lot of attention or they're feeling like they, you know, they forget that they weren't actually that into you. And then they contact you. And then you if if the person's sort of amenable, then they go on another date with you or they sleep with you. And then they're like, oh, now I remember. 
I'm not that interested. to romanticize former relationships, you know, and, and, and quickly forget about the issues of the relationship that ultimately caused it to end. Right. It's, it's, it's almost aspirational to go back to an ex because you're like, oh, I could be the guy that they want me to be. That's like this guy's like, I can make the plan. Look it. I'll make the movie plan next time you're in town. I'll make the, the plan to get dinner. And then he gets to the doorstep of the plan and he's like, I'm not that guy. I'm not ready for that. Right. This ain't me. Well, that's, that's even worse. That's just like, I'm not, I'm just not that interested. Right. right. And I, and I want to be yeah, like plan B or plan C or plan D or, you know, well, like why, why, why would he cancel plans that many times? Yeah. Cause he's not that interested. I agree with yeah. you. What do you feel like is like the biggest difference for you dating now versus in your twenties or even like early thirties? I guess just being really ready for a serious commitment. You know, and how does that like show itself in, in what you do or don't do when you're dating? I think you don't give people and, you know, relationships as much time. You know, you kind of you kind of got to read the room. You got to read the relationship, read the person and be like, is this going somewhere or not? Mm. You know, you know what you want. But you, at least you should know what you want at, uh, at my age. <laughs> what would you do for a first date, Jesse Metcalf? I like what what would what would your plan be for a first date? I mean, yeah, I'm sort of of the belief now that I don't think you should go that big on a first date. I think I think you need to be very real on a first date and do something very normal and just talk and get to know each other because you don't want to set up crazy ex expectations early in a relationship. And you also don't want to be, you know, leading with impressing somebody like leading with your money or leading with your connections or. Have you ever made that mistake? 100%. What, what was the biggest date you planned that you went too big? Going on trips, you know, like. Trips on a first date? Yeah, like taking, taking a woman on a trip on the, on oh, the first wow. day. Where would you take her? Who? So many different places. So, well, you've done this many <laughs> times? Cabo. Well, you know, that's the funny thing about that. It's almost that, kind of one of those places yeah. that you can take someone on a first date. It's not that extravagant. You know? well, what? Yeah, plane is extravagant. How I much did say. you make from John Tucker <laughs> Must Die? <laughs> I, I didn't realize. Well, no, I mean, I just think it's funny because I think so much of dating is like even. OK, let's let's tone this down to be more relatable. Even if you're picking like a nice relation, like a really nice restaurant for a first date, like you're saying. And the person that you're going on the date with is like. Oh, wow. Like he must be really interested in me because he's mm. taking me to this extremely expensive, hard to get into place or to Cabo. Um, but really so much of that or so little of that is personal. That's just kind of like when you're saying you were doing that, that's what you did. It had nothing really to do with the person. It was more like that was just your style of dating. When someone's taking you somewhere, that's just what they do. It's not about you at right. all. It's like when someone says we went on an eight hour first date. It's like, no, that guy was on. That's what he does. He likes being that he wanted to be there for eight hours. It had nothing to do with date two. Right. He was trying to hook up for eight hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's more about trying to hook up, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it's like you impressed, let's hook up. I mean, that right. would work on me. A trip to Cabo? Yeah. Trip to Cabo? So you're in a bar, you're talking to a woman, you're like, let's go to Cabo? That's a bit extreme. Okay, right. <laughs> how, did the Cabo, how did the Cabo thing happen? The we, we had been talking for a little while before the Cabo thing happened. I, had, I didn't just meet her and drop Cabo like that. Right. No, you can't yeah. just drop Cabo. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, you could if you're the Tinder swindler. It happens more often than 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 you think. Actually, in the Hollywood circles, we don't get it because we're poor. Hollywood circles, yeah, <laughs> right. We, in the Cheshire, Connecticut circles, no, not not in the Connecticut circles. <laughs> Jesse, this was fantastic. We want everyone to go watch your movie. It's out right now. It is called "On a Wing and a Prayer." It's available on Amazon. Um, Prime go day. watch it. You're. It was fantastic to talk to you. We want you to go and ask. Your co-star about if, if she remembers throwing a list of qualities into the ocean. Okay, I'll ask Heather her Graham. That, but then that means you got to have me back on the show. So. We're gonna You're have welcome. You Open invitation. Okay, great. Yeah, for John Tucker, anything. Yes. You just said that annoys him. <laughs> I'm you sorry. Just, I'm sorry. You just said that annoys him. Well, I'm not about to ask him on a date. Right. <laughs> I'm not trying to fuck him. You know? fair, fair, just trying fair. to get a drink on the Lower East Side. Okay, he said no already. Uh, just trying to get a Cabo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I want to go to fucking get, hit the beach with Jesse. I No, I could never stand next to him on the beach. I would look a thousand pounds. Um... <laughs> So, Jesse, thank you. On a wing and a prayer on Amazon. Go, go, go. Everyone go watch this great date night, great night on the couch. You're going to love the movie. You got it, guys. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The You Up podcast is produced by Sean Kilby, Maddie Paul, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Maddie Paul. Be sure to follow at you.up.podcast on Instagram and send us your emails to uup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Batches.